Welcome to the five. Fantasy five. Bob Tap! Bob Tap! Bob Tap! It's the five. Fantasy five. Five. Fantasy five. 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 Ready. Set. Go. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Coe here with you. We welcome you into the Fantasy Five. All the fantasy advice you need in just about five minutes. The show brought to you by the fine folks at monkeyknifefight.com. You know why I love them? Because they're giving you free money. Five bucks just for signing up. You know, you've heard me say that a million times here. Plus, if you use my promo code Co, spelled K-O-H, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. Very fun game. Super simple game to play as well. Look, I just want you to putz around on their site, okay? Just give them a try, monkeyknifefight.com. It's a daily fantasy sports site. And um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just a very simple way to play DFS. An interesting way, a different way to play DFS because you don't have to worry about tournaments. You don't have to worry about sharks. You're playing against yourself. (laughs) You know, you make an either or decision and you're playing against yourself. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. I would highly encourage you to give it a try. All right. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, let's go. Uh, Got a ton of takes, got a ton of info. I just want to get out there, man. And uh, I want to play a game of buy or sell. Week nine, unexpected target hogs. And we're going to start with Chase Claypool. 13 targets there in week number nine. Are we buying or selling that? Yeah, overall, I'll say sell. I, I I do love me some Chase Claypool, but will he see you know double-digit targets moving forward? Yeah, maybe every now and again. If Deontay Johnson gets hurt, for sure, 100%. But so long as Deontay is in there, I don't see a path for Chase Claypool to see consistent target share. Uh, remember, Deontay did have 10 targets in there. Juju had seven targets in that game as well. Overall, it was kind of nice to see all those guys get theirs in that game, but uh, I don't think Chase Claypool's volume will hold up in the long run. By the way, Juju had a really nice game and a really has had a really nice resurgence over his last three weeks because remember, weeks five and six, the dude scored 6.8 and 2.6 PPR points respectively. And I know I was freaking out. I know a lot of Juju managers were freaking out. You know, I thought maybe he had been kind of squeezed out of this offense because of Claypool and James Washington, and of course, Deontay Johnson, of course. But look, he only saw seven or more targets uh, one time in his first five games, but he's seen at least seven targets in three consecutive games and has also scored an average of 17.5 PPR points over his last three. Really good resurgence for Juju. Um, It seems like Juju has carved out a nice role for himself in this offense. Look, he's never going to be that crazy volume, double digit target guy. Those days have passed him by. Okay, it's just that's just not how this offense is structured. But he is the team's primary slot receiver. And I think it works well with this new Ben Roethlisberger we're seeing, right, where he's getting the ball out quick and he's getting the ball out shallow. He's kind of turned into this giant overgrown <laughs> Drew Brees working this short to intermediate area of the field and every now and again bombing one deep. And that, I think, works well with Juju's skill skill set of just kind of moving the chains and, again, every now and again uncorking one deep. Um, so yeah, if we're talking about volume and now seven targets, you know, I, I, for, for Juju, I think that is kind of what we should come to expect from Juju moving forward. And hopefully it'll be a very efficient, you know, five to eight targets each and every week. And you'll see in PPR, at least Juju be a very nice asset down the stretch. All right. How about Jacoby Myers? 14 targets, 12 receptions for 169 in prime time in week number nine. That was out of nowhere. Um, Jacoby Myers prior to that game did score 
two consecutive games of 10 or more PPR points. But man, that line was just out of nowhere good. Um, That was against the Jets, though. And they stink. Let's be real here, right? This week, it's Baltimore. I will sell Jacoby Myers in week 10, but I will buy long term. Why sell in week number 10? Because Baltimore's got three terrific Three terrific cornerbacks. We're talking about Jimmy Smith, Marcus Peters, and Marlon Humphrey on the inside. And I mentioned Marlon Humphrey as well because what the Patriots are doing with Jacoby is that they're moving him around. 60% of his snaps have gone outside. 40% of the time, Jacoby Myers is actually playing the slot. So uh, they are moving him around quite a bit, but it doesn't matter where he goes. He's going to see an excellent, excellent cover corner. So I would fade him for week number 10. All right, Jerry Judy had 14 targets in, in week nine. That's an easy buy. Easy buy. I, I mean, Locke is is not good. Don't get me wrong. Locke is out there spraying and praying. But clearly, he doesn't mind throwing contested balls um, to Tim Patrick or Ken Hamler or Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy is just so good, man. I just love watching him run routes. It, it's a thing of beauty. Um, he will continue to see volume. It's not going to be very efficient because Jerry Judy is this precision route runner. And and again, Drew Locke is this spray and pray quarterback. It doesn't always work, but I think he will see double digit targets each and every week. Richie James, 13 targets. <laughs> all right, come on. You know, we're all selling this. Everyone's selling this one. Once Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne come back, it's curtain for, curtains for old Richie James. Although, unbelievable game for Richie James and big ups to him for that. Darnell Mooney saw 11 targets there in week number nine. That was a season high for Mooney. And for me, that's an easy sell as well. Uh, He is getting more snaps, uh, you know, each and every week. As a matter of fact, I think he had just as many snaps this week as Allen Robinson. So clearly he is uh, the starter for the Chicago Bears playing opposite uh, Allen Robinson. But I would just say this. Keep in mind, before the 11-target game we saw last week, he averaged just 5.4 targets per game over his first eight games. And it was very consistent, too. You know, it's it was just anywhere between four and, and eight targets per game. So I, I would just say that that's the guy that we should expect moving forward. I think the 11 target game is, is going to be an anomaly. It's Nick Foles. It's the bears. I don't know. This offense stinks and um, I'm not trusting it, man. You know, overall they've got Anthony Miller, who is a terrific wide receiver as well. I feel like I'm his agent or something. I'm always like propping up Anthony Miller. I, I promise you, he's just a guy to me, but I mean, he is, he is a good player. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would not anticipate double digit target share for Darnell Mooney moving forward. All right. Let's talk about Curtis Samuel, who broke out in a big way against Kansas City. Nine targets, nine grabs for 105 and a touchdown in that same game. DJ Moore saw three targets. Three. By the way, Samuel had as many rushing attempts, three, as Moore had targets, three. Now, I don't buy the nine targets for Curtis Samuel week in and week out, but I will buy my dude Curtis 50 Cent Samuel overall. Okay, especially love him this week against Tampa Bay. Why? Because Samuel plays about 70% of his snaps inside. That's where he's going to see Sean Murphy bunting the slot corner, primary slot corner there for Tampa Bay, who has been, I don't know, what's the nicest way to say? He's been quite generous uh, to opposing wideouts. He's allowing an 83% completion rate. Samuel himself is riding a hot streak. He comes in with two consecutive games where he's top 20 PPR points. Does he do it? Three games in a row. Uh, I don't think so. Tampa Bay's defense overall too good. How many scoring opportunities is Carolina going to have? But uh, overall, come on now. 
Curtis 50 Sam Samuel, uh, an automatic flex play for me, potential top 15 fantasy wide receiver each and every week as well. You will take that out of your flex spot. By the way, by the way, DJ Moore, he's in the dirt. Okay, he's not coming back, y'all. He is not. He's done. Samuel has passed him. Robbie Anderson passed him a long time ago. And the way that that offense is structured, right, he's like the fourth option in the passing game. Because think about it. It's Robbie Anderson. It's Curtis Samuel. Then it's whatever running back is there in that Panthers offense. And then it's DJ Moore. He's never been a touchdown guy. So you're basic. If you're, if you have DJ Moore, you're basically hoping and praying he scores on a long touchdown. That's it. And quite frankly, that is a lot to ask out of a Teddy Bridgewater led offense. So I'm, I'm just not sure. As a matter of fact, not only am I putting him on the bench, he is a borderline cut candidate for me moving forward. So that's going to do it for your guy. Uh, if you've got questions for me, hell, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, by all means, at James D. Co. I'm going to be dropping a bunch of social videos. If you have been following me, you know I, I drop all these social videos on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and uh, and I like to think they're entertaining. I don't know. If you're into fantasy football, I think these are relatively entertaining videos. If you want to follow me on Instagram, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at James D. Co. We'll see you.